Two boys hanging out, having a good time. We got lots of recap, lots of preview, and we got a great interview for you all. So, Brandon, let's get into the episode. Going to be great. Interview coming up with cross-country and track and field athletes here at Ferris State. Noah Griffith, Whitney Farrell. Can't wait to learn more about what they do outside of running. And hope you guys enjoyed it, because we certainly did, too. But first, we get into the Ferris State slate here uh, with a lot to recap. And uh, we'll start with the elephant in the room here, Joe, especially many people listening to this episode. What happened in Allendale in the first 15, 20 minutes of that football game was, ooh, that was a tough pill to swallow out of the gate. This team fought back though really, really well. I mean, it looked like we were down and out. 35 nothing. we trailed early on in that second quarter. Fall all the way back to 28 unanswered, making it a one-score game. Unfortunately, Grand Valley plays uh, makes enough plays down the stretch. They're able to score twice and seal the deal at Lubbers. But, uh, I mean, I give credit to this football team for fighting and continually making plays, even though they were down and out on the road at a hostile environment mm-hmm. uh, there with, obviously, the fan base at Grand Valley doing their thing. Uh, must not have watched the same video we did. But uh, especially as you looked at this game in and of itself, Self, I mean, there's really no other way to put it than the cliche of Grand Valley came ready to play, man. They they yeah. really look motivated for this one. Yeah, they they really did. I don't know what it was. I thought we would be able to kind of play really solidly. The guys looked hype, especially in the pregame and stuff like that. But Grand Valley just looked like the better football team straight up putting up 35 unanswered we were able to battle back with 28 unanswered of our own but two touchdowns at the end to ice the game from grand valley just took the wins out of ourselves we were in within one score uh but just some circumstances there that prohibited us from making that comeback completely as well as i think uh Deion small as well yeah going down was a big hit but he's doing pretty well uh we've heard nothing but good things so that's very nice that does uh the loss though does drop us down pretty significantly in most polls uh which is unfortunate uh but i always like to look at wayne cavati's uh polls because mm-hmm. he, he does a good bit, work a little bit more in depth with what he decides to uh put in for his rankings i'll go through the afc coaches poll real quick this one's a little bit interesting. Colorado School of Mines gets the win over South Dakota Mines. So they are number one. It goes Pittsburgh State, number two. Three is Minnesota State. Hmm. Four is Grand Valley State. Five is Delta State. Whoa. Six is Harding. Slippery Rock is seven. What? Benedict is eight. Huh? And then it's us at nine. Absolutely not. Now, the reason I think that he put us, that these people put us all the way at nine is because we are a two-loss team. Yep. Uh, when it looks at everybody else in the top 17, we are the only two-loss team in the top 17. Statistical so, based, yeah. So statistical based, yeah, that makes sense. Wayne Cavati has us at four instead. He has uh Grand Valley or he has Colorado at number one, uh Pitt State number two, Grand Valley at three, and then us at four. So I like that one a little better, not just because I'm biased, but also because we are a two-win team, but or a two-loss team, but we would be able to beat pretty much five out of those uh five of the teams that are in that top nine. 
Yeah, pretty I mean, consistently. Yeah, I'm looking at in that coaches poll, and I mean, now don't get me wrong, like Delta Benedict, those guys great are teams. very good teams. Silver Rock, great teams. We would probably make it. Probably, I mean, I would see if we played those those teams. To be honest, based on what I've seen on film and the stats, I think we win seven out of ten of those games against them. If it was a ten game series mm-hmm. against those teams, and I don't, I'm not giving them any disrespect whatsoever. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that the coaches poll, um, obviously voted on by the coaches, uh, but numbers go into that as much because obviously coaches can only see so much uh, from these teams. And yeah, I think you're right. I think Cavadi does a really good yeah. job uh, being in depth. But I think at the at the end of the day, I mean, you look at the, the stat sheet from this game, um, obviously we were able to actually outgain them in yards, more first downs in this game, a little bit under in third down efficiency, better on fourth down. Uh, we had 380 yards of passing, which was very promising. The only problem is we only had 55 rushing. They really did a good job of stuffing us up in the box. I mean, only had about two yards of carry. They had eight yards of carry, and obviously they had a couple, couple big runs there uh, at the end of the game. But I think at the end of the day, uh, we saw some really good playmaking there. Deion Small had some incredible plays. It was unfortunate to see him go down in that game. That kind of took our wind out of our sails a little bit uh, as we missed a field goal and then in swing possession, and then Grand Valley was able to answer. Uh, but I think the the biggest thing that really was able to, to come out of this game was I mean, we just really have to do a better job of not committing penalties. We could have a ton of penalties, 16 for 129, a lot of them in crucial spots on third and short or first and 10, like just putting us behind the sticks the entire time. We can't have that happen the rest of the season. man. Yeah, got to play a little bit better discipline-wise, uh, which hopefully we'll see against Michigan Tech, who's a team coming off a big win against Northern Michigan against in that Miners Cup, big 62-0. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully we get the W, get back on track, because definitely need to win out to get a good spot for this playoff seating. Absolutely. So moving over into hockey, a split series with Western Michigan, lost down at Lawson, but we get them back in an eight-round shootout here at Anglegleam and hope you guys enjoyed that as much as me and Brody did on the call and for all those listening in. Uh, but a fantastic game uh, nonetheless, especially when you looked at uh, us going up 2-0 in that Friday game, uh, getting three scored on us immediately, then we ended up tying it up, uh, had a chance to win it in regulation, win it three times in overtime, but we were able to get the job done in eight rounds of a shootout, and I mean, it was a fun, fun hockey game. I was going to say, that I was, was listening to the call. Well, it sounds like you and Brody were having a good time. We were, yeah. That was a big one, especially uh, very funny that Luigi got the game-winning uh, ceiling for that and then just uh, goes and crashes into the board. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That, that was, was funny. pretty funny. But what a way uh, to close that out, especially 6-4 loss uh, in Western Michigan uh, that Thursday. Then able to come back and just play really, really solid. Uh, at home is a big thing too. So that's really cool to see. Yeah, it was fantastic. And especially um, to really keep it short, to Thursday's game at Lawson was a lot to overcome, especially in their barn. Lawson's insane. Their first game, I mean, it, it was just an incredible atmosphere, one that I'm never going to forget. But 50-50s, won completely by the Broncos, and that's what gave them a lot of chances, and especially the momentum right out of the gate at the beginning and even the end of periods. I mean, we were outscored, I think, 4 nothing uh, in the first minute and the last minute of periods. You compile all those, we were outscored 4 nothing. Other than we would have won 4-2. But at the end of the day, we bounced back really well. We took all the chances that we could get. Uh, we did really well against those. Uh, we got to work a little bit better on the penalty kill, uh, but Western Michigan has one of the best offenses in the nation, number three last year in shot percentage, and and on the power play, they're just as just as good, if not better. Um, but overall, 
overall, this team fought. They they really played gritty, a physical game there on Friday, uh, and able just to grit it out at the end. And I think there was a really big win for this program, and hopefully we keep that going here as we, we're going to begin the CCHA slate here soon. Yeah, absolutely. And by the time we record, or by the time this comes out, they would have played Grand Valley in an exhibition exhibition game. Yes. Can't even speak. So we'll see how that one plays out. But definitely looking forward to that one as well. Yeah, which also is uh. Anchor, Anchor Bone 2.0. Point point so. no yeah, so no Avenge big, the lost. Yeah, avenge the lost. Should thing. be like a 16 0 thing. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Acha versus CCHA, but. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be fun see. nonetheless. So, I mean, probably a lot of Anchor Down shirts going to be an angle glib. But anyway, sure. uh, soccer, how about those two wins? Friday, Sunday, com- combined 7 1. We come, we beat opponents, Huge, Purdue dude. and Parkside. I mean, the goal scoring. How about Catherine Welsh for her their weekend? Gliak player of the week uh, for her four goals uh, solely Some in that first game against Purdue and then Something adds a casual. tally as well against Parkside. Uh, that offense found the, they really found their swing. I mean, 35 shots from the weekend, seven goals. Uh, defense, Daria played really well in the net. So, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit. This team really bounced back in a big way. They scored off set pieces, which Coach Henson mentioned in the post game that they've been working on and they've been doing a really good job of really setting up those plays uh, and I think they did a really good job of it this weekend moving in all phases keep me able to keep the pressure on offensively in their own end keep defenses out of their end we saw that script kind of flipped at the beginning of the season but hey just as Coach Henson said, now we're in the second half of the season. We're playing teams that we've already known. They're going to be playing at home uh, against Davenport and Grand Valley this weekend. Two games that were really close to start the year, I believe, 2-1-1-1 respectively. So it's going to be a fun pair of soccer games coming up here uh, at home this weekend here in Big Rapids. So we're going to be excited to see those and see what they can do. Yeah, especially with those two wins to kind of get a little bit of a, of a streak going. So Looking forward to it, especially with GV on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Anyway, volleyball uh, got a 2-1 and one finish there from Hammond. We talked about the Midwest region crossover with Olivia as well as uh, Chelsea from two weeks ago. You can follow along on all those episodes there on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we get the sweep on Friday, Indy and Finley, six cents to one combined, and then uh, fall to one of the the, the best teams in the nation, uh, Omsol, Missouri, St. Louis, three nothing there in that title match. Uh, which I mean, defensively, Omsol played fantastic. I've never yeah. seen our offense statistically uh, have that output that we did on Saturday, and you got to give credit to Omsol's defense for what they were able to do. Uh, but our offense just was a little bit stagnant in that game, and you could kind of see it against Finley where we started to get a little bit of troubles and. Uh, but you have to give credit to, I mean, Umsel's a team that we've seen in the region. They've played really well over the past couple of years, uh, and they're able to beat us here at, here against uh, Ferris State uh, on the road. So, I mean, you got to give them the credit for getting them down there in Hammond. And uh, it's certainly a good experience for really the ladies to take under their belt here as now we're going to approach a little bit of the second half of the GLIAC slate here coming up. and going to be some exciting games here coming up very soon. Yeah. Uh, Umsel's 20-0. and 0. Yeah. They're undefeated. That's insane. Insanity. That's wild. They're on. They're on another. They're on another level right now. I mean, yeah, like we're it. killing it. Sixteen and four, nine zero in the Gleak, but twenty and zero. Twenty and zero. Yeah. They're volleyball, like that's t- like. That's unreal. That's in, unreal to do in volleyball. That's insane. Yeah, it is unreal. So, but I mean, still two and one on the tournament. Definitely better than we've done in years past. But I know the, the ladies, especially from the feedback I got, they want more. So it's going to come right off the gate. Purdue Northwest, Grand Valley, Lake State coming up here this weekend here for volleyball action. So that'll be fun. Anyway, finishing out the the Ferris State Sports Report, uh, we had some great finishes as well in women's and men's golf. Uh, women's finishing sixth at the Chippewa Invite. Uh, 
with a lot of Division I teams there in that field. The men also finishing third at the Doc Sprague invite there from Finley. So good uh, overall um, finishes there as well. Leah Bilet, shout out, almost forgot, Defensive Player of the Week in the Gleak. So congratulations to her. And congratulations as well, uh, Ben Lordy, Jan Kupol with a round of eight finish there in the National ITA Tournament. So congratulations to them on a dominant weekend there for the Bulldogs. But that's going to do it here for the Fair Stage Slate. Uh, we'll send it over to the interview room with Wendy Farrell and Noah Griffith. Let's swing it to the interview. Now joining us here in studio, a pair of cross-country athletes stopping by, Noah Griffith, Wendy Farrell. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both for coming on the show, taking time out of your busy schedules. We're kind of going to hop into just the cross stuff first, and we'll get to the personal stuff. But GLIAC championships are coming up. What's the feel? What's it looking like for this weekend? I don't know. It'll be interesting. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be hilly, so we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't really looked too much into the weather. Um, I think it's supposed to be like 45 degrees, so ideal. Hopefully it doesn't rain, but yeah, just gonna try to go out and give it my best, see what happens. Um, yeah, we don't really know much about the course, but we're assuming that it's hilly, but I think with like Gleax, it's not really about your time, so you're just gonna try to like place and I guess be other people. <laughs> For sure, yeah, and especially when it comes down to it, we're going to be traveling up to Houghton. It's going to be a long bus ride, and especially upcoming. What are some of the things that you guys like to do, especially in preparation for competition on the bus? Do you guys like to more kick back and you know watch movies, hang out, or are you guys like oh, we're in the zone? This is a business trip. Let's get to it. Um, I say like definitely a little bit in the zone, but I think what helps me is like trying not to think about the race too much and not get me like too stressed. It's nice just to like hang out with your teammates. Yeah, I definitely like just kind of not trying to think about the race, but you know, sometimes I like kind of throwing on some young boy and getting ready for the race too. So yeah. Yeah, that's the go-to young boy on the bus for Noah Griffith. Yeah, some hype up music, get you ready. You guys watch like movies and stuff at all while you're on there? Is that kind of a thing or not? I don't really like watching movies um, in a car. I don't know, I just kind of get headaches Mm -hmm. and car sick, but yeah. Uh, Especially as we kind of get into more of the the personal side for you guys, Uh, obviously you guys compete year round uh, with indoor as well and outdoor after the cross country season ends. But outside of running and workouts and lifts and training, I mean, what do you guys like to do on the, on the hobby side? What are things you're doing when you're not necessarily running? Um, I feel like, like me and my friends, we just always try to like find like different activities to do, whether it's outdoors or just like staying inside and doing homework together. It's just nice to like be with a group of friends and not like think about running. Yeah. That camaraderie a little bit. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. About the same, just, uh, hanging out with friends, different guys on the team, um, finding things to do, sometimes kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> mopeds around town. Yes. Their bikes, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, just hanging with the fellas. That's yeah. really what it is. Mm-hmm. And Whitney, you mentioned before the pod how you're an architecture major. That's mm-hmm. not an easy major by any means. How do you mm-hmm. kind of find the balance between, you know, getting time to get a run in as well as finishing everything else that you have to do for architecture? Um, Yeah, last year it was like a lot going in the classroom. Like I couldn't really do it like in my dorm. I would have to like go in the classroom and work on a project. So Fridays was like a lot of the times after workouts, I would just be like in the classroom and just trying to get my projects done. But so far I've managed to do it. So hopefully (laughs) it stays the same. Yeah, for sure. And for Noah, you in product design, definitely an interesting major with a lot of creativity involved. I mean, where does that go for you, especially like in the long term? after cross-country ends? 
I don't know, really just hoping to get a job somewhere in the engineering field, um, somewhere I can kind of use my creativity um, for a company, but yeah, I don't know. Wherever life takes Wherever you. Wherever it takes me, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we can all relate to that in a yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I mean, you mentioned Young Boy being on the playlist, but Whitney, what's kind of on your uh, get ready playlist, especially on the bus and getting ready to get ready to run? Oh, gosh. Um, I like country music. I guess, like, I don't really listen to, like, hype music, I would say. But, like, just something that I like listening to, I guess. Ooh, what, artist, what artists are there? That oh, like? I don't have a favorite artist, honestly. Like, I'll pick and choose songs that I listen to and, like, repeat them. And then I'll get sick of them. And then I'll have to pick, like, another few songs. Yeah, that's relatable. Yeah. I, I think I know someone that does that. Shout out to Canary as well. He's listening <laughs> to this pod probably right now. But um, especially as we kind of peel back a layer a little bit, we'll go back to the high school years. Obviously, both really talented standouts let you sign here. Uh, what was the initial decision behind choosing running in the first place? And then that whole recruiting process that landed you here at Ferris State? I just chose running just because it was something that I always, always did. My dad uh, ran at Michigan State, so I just kind of, I don't know, he would always do 5Ks, road 5Ks, so then I would kind of tag along and do them too, and then I just kind of fell in love with running. Um, so yeah, I've been running since like sixth grade, and yeah, just kind of moved up the ranks with it, I guess. Yeah, what ended up making you want to be a Bulldog in the first place? What drew you here to Big Rapids? Um, I like the area. Um, it kind of feels like that up north feel, but it's not too far away from Grand Rapids too, so it's, yeah, I can do things that probably anywhere else you couldn't do, like, Go and ride a dirt bike um, up yeah. in the woods and yeah, just have fun with friends, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Whitney, yeah. how about you? Um, honestly, I didn't really know I was going to choose running to run in college, but I feel like after my junior year, I really like decided that I would want to continue with it. What was the, uh, obviously you had a couple of sports you were choosing from. Uh, what made you end up choosing running in the first place, especially here in McRapids? Mm -hmm. Well, I also play, I've always played basketball. Like my family's always been like really into basketball. Like my sister played in college and my dad has always coached us. So it was definitely hard. That was definitely, I was leaning towards, but ultimately I chose running. I just feel like I could like go further in that. Mm -hmm. So. No, oh, for sure. The potential was through the roof for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, we kind of talked about it with hobbies and stuff like that, but a lot of college sports is team building and just becoming just a, just a unit with everybody on the team. What's some stuff that, you know, the team kind of gets into uh, when it's, you know, off season stuff like that, that's helping you uh, get those team building stuff kind of up. We just kind of do whatever, like uh, ice skating over at the ice rink when they have open skate, mm -hmm. um, movie nights, um, trying to think what else. I mean, we always end up finding something to do, mostly just eating at the rack first, then stuff will blossom from there. Um, yeah. I would say, yeah, uh, dinner table conversations, you usually never know what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, after that. Yeah, always good, always good. Yeah. Oh yeah, we always pack the rock. We, If you guys always see us in the corner at the rock, I mean, we've got four tables probably say, put I've together. Seen, I've seen the plate stacks get pretty high. Plate there. stacks get pretty high, especially on wing night when it's not race week. I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine the number of wings consumed. Anyway, uh, especially for um, for you guys here in the seasons going, obviously we're going to have indoor and outdoor coming up. I mean, uh, in the position where you guys are at, especially with fitness-wise, I mean, for how the season has gone, I mean, what are those things you're looking forward to, especially in your respective track events and especially going through the, the next part of the season here coming up? For indoor, um, I guess I ran like the 3K and like mile, oh, a little bit of the 5K, but um I like more of the longer events, so like indoor is hard for me because there's not many. But um, outdoor, I started the steeplechase, and I'm actually kind of excited to like learn more about that and actually start practicing it because I feel like 
I didn't really practice before the season started because I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. Yeah, which she's not mentioning that she broke the school record in uh, in her first time doing it all season. So yeah, then, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal at all. So yeah, what about you, Noah? Well, I just kind of like to go out there and whatever coach puts me in. What usually I run the mile, um, a little bit of five k, a little bit of three k, depending on if it's indoor or outdoor, but. Just kind of try to go out there and run faster than what I did before and just continue to improve. For sure. Based off of what you guys have experienced, what's been the favorite event? What's the go-to that you'll be like, yep, that's my event, hands down? Honestly, I want to say the steeple just because I've really enjoyed it so far. But is there, some, is there something specific about the steeplechase that you just like, yeah, this is, this is super fun? I mean, it's definitely hard, but it's like... One that I just kind of always want to keep doing. Like sometimes I'll be after 5K and I'm like, wow, that kind of sucked. <laughs> and then like the steeple is hard, but it's almost like it helps with the barriers almost just to like go faster, I guess. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Noah? I really like the mile. Um, it's kind of like it's good in between. It's not too fast like the 800 where it just feels like an all-out sprint. But the, in the 5K, you just get done and you're just out of breath. So... Yeah, I feel like the mile is kind of a good balance in between, so it's definitely my favorite. I was going to say that happy medium that yeah. lets it through. And especially with outdoor kind of coming to a close, what were some of those courses that have been some of your personal favorites to run at? Um, my personal favorites are probably, I would say, Lewis and Louisville, the two kind of big meets that we go to. Um, Lewis is always pretty fast um, if it's not wet or cold or anything, and Louisville is just always so many people, and it's usually fast course too, so not too hilly either, so... It's kind of fun to run on. Mm -hmm. How are you winning? Um, I'd probably agree with that too, just because they're like two of the bigger meets we get to go to, and there's just like a lot of people around. Where's your least favorite place at? Oh, um, Michigan State is always known to be really high, and it's just like on a golf course. So something about that race is just a little hard. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Michigan State, pretty hot, and it's just on grass, whole time on grass. So it just kind of feels like it takes a lot out of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not only grass, but golf course grass, which is notoriously soft and it's just not fast for sure. I think I would also agree with that. Uh, last question for you both. We appreciate your time being on the show. We like to ask every athlete, staff member, and coach you bring on the show. What's been your favorite thing about being here at Paris State and being a Bulldog? Um, I would definitely say the people that I've met. Um, everyone has just been super nice and I've met like some of like my best friends already here and just like a lot, made like a lot of memories and it's been fun. Very cool. I would say the same, just making friends and having fun. Um, yeah. Also, you know, seeing the football players walk around, you know, the big dogs. So, yeah, you know, the, the future NFL players. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't say you can't say that about every other D2 school. So, yeah, that's yeah, certainly exactly. something with it. Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show and taking time out of your schedules. Thank you. Thank you. Big thanks to Noah and Winnie for stopping by on the show. Before we go, Ferris State Sports Slate. We're going to go back and forth here, Joe. Oh, I'll start it off dip. here on October 20th. Home soccer against Davenport. One o'clock start time there in Cleac action. Women's volleyball will host Purdue Northwest at 6 p.m. As well as Anchor Bone on Ice against Grand Valley State. 707 puck drop from Anglin-Glaben Ice 20. Arena. 1st of October. A lot of stuff happening. Men's and women's cross country is going to be at the Gleac Championships in Houghton. Football is also in Houghton, taking on Michigan Tech at 1 p.m. Men's basketball is at a Toledo scrimmage at 2 p.m., or I guess an exhibition, excuse me. And then women's volleyball is taking on Grand Valley State 3 p.m. 
big time rivalry. Yes, on Sunday the 22nd, women's golf at the Bill Crabtree Memorial. Uh, that'll be two-day action as well, carrying into Monday. And women's soccer in another Grand Valley game in rivalry fashion. One o'clock start there from the South Athletic Complex at the soccer fields there to conclude Sunday. It is just rivalries on rivalries on rivalries happening here. The 23rd of October, women's golf is also going to be finishing out the Bill Crabtree Memorial. And then women's volleyball is going to be finishing the weekend slate Lake Superior State is coming to town, 12 p.m. That's going to be fun. That's going to do it for us here on Episode 5. And until next time, take care, everybody.